Choir directors are creative, resourceful, dedicated, and sometimes completely out of ideas. Not to worry, the Choir Ninja Podcast is here with solutions you never saw coming. Get ready for some training, wisdom, and inspiration from the masters. Let Ryan Guth guide your journey to becoming a Choir Ninja. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Choir Ninja Podcast, and today I'm really excited to have a different kind of guest for this show. Um, I have Steve Cook with me today, and he is uh, the head football coach over at uh, Lafayette County C1 High School uh, in Higginsville, Missouri. Uh, He happens to be the husband of uh, Choir Nation member Sarah Cook, and she reached out to me saying, you know, my husband is a coach, and I know you were looking for coaches for a special episode of of the Choir Ninja podcast, so she volunteered her husband, and Steve is here with me today. Uh, I do want to mention a couple sponsors that we have for this episode. The number one sponsor, the one that's been with us the longest, is sightreadingfactory.com. And sightreadingfactory.com is a wonderful software that you need to look up. Just go there, sightreadingfactory.com, and check it out. Your kids will be fantastic music readers in no time by using that software. If you use the promo code NINJA at checkout, you will get 10 free student accounts just for being a listener of the Choir Ninja podcast. And my number one A sponsor, the second longest sponsor I've had on this show, is mymusicfolders.com. MyMusicFolders.com is a U.S.-based company that specializes in music folders and innovation in music folders. Um, I don't know if you know, there's all sorts of uh, crazy technology and innovation behind uh, making ergonomically friendly music folders uh, and also ones that are durable, ones where those little brass tabs on the corners don't fall off all the time, ones that your students will be proud of to hold in your concerts and in rehearsals. So if you use the promo code NINJA at checkout or you mention the Choir Ninja podcast to them, they will give you the bulk discount, the best bulk discount. This is the discount that's um, reserved for people that order more than 100 pieces at a time. So uh, go to mymusicfolders.com, use that promo code NINJA at checkout, and you will be satisfied, I promise. All right, uh, Steve, thank you for joining me today for this special episode of the Choir Ninja Podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm glad to be with you. So, Steve, I brought you on because I've always wanted to speak to a coach because I know that we have a lot of common ground as choir directors and as as coaches. We do a lot of things that are very similar. We just do it in a different medium, you know? So um, we'll establish some of that common ground stuff here as we go along, but uh, would you give me a a little background about um, your sort of upbringing into sports and coaching? And I'd even be interested in knowing about how how you met your wife, the choir director. Well, my wife and I met met at college at University of Central Missouri in Warrensburg. But, uh, you know, as far as my upbringing and coaching, uh, it came about just from, you know, a lot of mentors and looking up to to gentlemen that that I played against, and you know I loved the sport and got into it. And then as far as I started volunteering, actually around my junior year of uh, of college at where I'm at now, 
and uh, there's a school about 20 miles away from our university and you know just kind of worked out that it turned into a full-time position and I ended up being there for about six years teaching in my first job and Sarah uh, had one more year of college left right at we had been dating and engaged and and next thing you know a, a choir director job opened I was in finished my first year teaching there and the choir position opened and Sarah landed that job and both of, both of us have been there ever since and I'm in year year 16 and I believe she is in year 14 right now 14 or 15 that's so, great you know, I, everything happens for a reason huh that's great yeah this all fell into place and and after my sixth year uh, teaching and coaching there as an assistant I became the head coach and I'm currently in my 11th year as the head coach that's great. And you're eight and zero. Congratulations. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you, uh, sharing that with us. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Steve right now cause we're on Skype and he's got this big long beard and, uh, that I'm envious of personally because, uh, my fiance won't let me grow a beard that long. And he says, well, I'm not going to shave it until we lose, but you're, hopefully you won't lose. Hopefully you're going to get a big old <laughs> Rip Van Winkle beard by the time you're done this season. So, uh, Steve, what are some of the things that you do as a coach? I mean, you know, because I, I know that probably as you describe these these things, uh, Choir Nation is gonna is gonna resonate with a lot of them. So, so what are some of the things that the, you know your main duties as a coach? Well, you know, our our main duty is to to focus you know the kids in on on something that you know motivate them to do things typically that they they ordinarily wouldn't want to do. You know the the football side of it, as far as the coaching, you know, there, there's a lot of demands that, that are put on them and, you know, they all want to play the game and, and learn and, and understand it better. But, but we're trying to teach them how to work and the life lessons that are all geared behind that, uh, you know, the hidden things that, that football gives other than the wins and losses. You know, that's the biggest thing that, that we're trying to do in our program is, is develop them into young men that are going to know how to work when they get out of high school and, and I think that's what football does. But, you know, all of our programs are, are capable of providing those same things. That's amazing. So, I mean, the fact that you're, you're giving them real-world lessons, you're giving them real-world lessons that, so they can come out of high school and they understand what, what work ethic is. Sounds right, like. you know, and that's something, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's every, you know. But our program, we feel like as far as a football program, we work very hard. They lift and run, you know, throughout the summer, every nearly every single day, and and do things and give up a lot of time for that. But uh, you know, we're going to get into more things as as we go through uh, talking here. We share so many kids in our programs because our community is is a farm based community. But there's so many towns in our area that are in the exact same situation. But but we're able to make it work, and and we got a lot of good teachers uh, throughout our school district that that share kids and. And try to teach the same lessons through different medias. So all that lifting and running and stuff is—is is that really conditioning for football, or is it more? Is there is there more to it than that? Oh yeah, there's more to it than that. You know, and like what I just kind of touched on. You know, our our weightlifting happens every day, Monday through Friday at six a.m. So you know, there that's where we're teaching them. You know, most of those kids throughout the summer, if they had their choice. Uh, they wouldn't be waking up at 6 a.m. to to be at the school every day in the summer, and and they put in that time. But they also have found over you know the last 10, 12 years we've been able to be pretty successful, and they they see the benefits 
uh, in it because the the team has been successful. So they know that that what we're doing is paying off uh, in the long run and and proving proving to be worth their time. So what do you look for in a, a great football player? Like what is, what are the attributes of a great football player? Well, number one thing I I look for, you know, is of course the, you know, you got to set aside the the physical uh, ability to, to have those, the physical tools, of course, but the, one of the number one things I like and look for and appreciate is a personality, you know, someone you can communicate with someone that's willing to learn every day and, and absorb things, you know, and try to get better uh, as a person and, and, and lead the program in a way that, that they're, you're going to get something out of them. You know, that every day they're not going to, to feel like they've made it and, and they just need to show up. You know, they're looking to, what can I do today to build upon what we did yesterday? Is your, is your star quarterback the, the one that has to emanate the, all those qualities the most? Yeah, you know he he is the he's the guy that that really makes things go go round. You know, with our team, and it's funny you say that. You know, this year we have that guy. He he's a senior this year, but as a sophomore, led us to the state uh, semifinals. Wow! Um, his sophomore year, as a junior, had an unfortunate injury to start the season, broke his wrist, and didn't get to play until midway through the season last year. But but this year he's back, and and you mentioned our success we're having so far. But you know we've we haven't started playoffs yet, and he's he's having a whale of a year. So, so what what happens uh, pre-game? What happens in the locker room? <laughs> well, it just kind of depends, you know. But uh, we just played this past Saturday and against our big-time rival, and both teams were undefeated going into that game. And you know, there was there was definitely some gamesmanship uh, involved in that, and and uh, you know, our locker room was pretty hyped up and. Uh, you know, it's not the kind of uh, singing that goes on in my wife's class, but there was some, <laughs> there was some, there was some hooping and hollering going on. That's for sure. Okay, so, so I mean, <laughs> you know, it's we always talk about here, you know, the the sort of the pre-concert talk. I always talk to to my students or my choirs. It doesn't matter whether it's kids or whether it's professionals. I always make a point to do the locker room talk, you know, with them right, right before we go out on stage. I mean, it, that's important. Is that, is that really one of the most important things you do on, on game night? Oh yeah. You know, as far as like, we didn't review, we don't review plays, you know, especially this last ball game, you know, in the locker room, we're not reviewing plays. If, if they don't know it 15 minutes before kickoff, we're in trouble. Okay. You know, so, you know, we're more so, is this the mode, the, the sheer motivation or the, the we're right at the pe- the peak of, of where they can be at emotionally, you know, to, to be able to bottle that up and take the field and, and execute what we've worked on all week. So, you know, we were, for lack of better words, we're just getting them jacked up and, and ready to go be physical, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, and, and we're fortunate that we've got a, a bunch of physical farm kids that, you know, I would take into a fight any day. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you get them all jacked up to go be physical. I mean, I feel like that's what we need to do too. I mean, singing is a very physical thing, and and uh, you know the the job of the choir director on on the night of is yeah, like you don't go over the plays. You 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 know if you don't know the music on <laughs> yeah. on on concert night, you don't know the music, right? So right. So you have this this 
you know, maybe 15 minutes, half hour before you go out on stage, you know, to say, you know, we're going to make this a great experience for our audience. Um, do you ever think about, do you ever think about the spectators? I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in knowing, do you ever think about putting on a good game for the spectators? Oh, sure. Okay. For sure. You know, and, and, uh, you know, our game this week was played on Saturday. And like I said, both teams were seven and zero when that started. And the, the town we played was, is only 10 miles away from us, oh, okay. you know, and, and, and there's quite a rivalry there. So, you know, there was some gamesmanship there, you know, uh, what is gamesmanship? Help me understand what that well, is. Well, I guess this, this back and forth, you know, our, the boys are all somewhat friends with each other, but you know, leading into this week, they're, they're, they're kind of talking back and forth, social media type things. You oh, know, I'm okay. on them. I'm on them all week, you know, not to be talking, you know, talking smack with those guys, <laughs> but, you know, it, but it all, it all kind of got there. And, uh, you know, the, the, the communities are, are back and forth at each other a little bit, you know, in a good way, you know, so, you know, just, just the back and forth. Sure. Well, what do you need to do as a coach to, to learn the skills to inspire youth to step up to the plate. Well, I shouldn't say that's baseball, right? To <laughs> is there a, yeah. is there a metaphor that I'm looking for here? But but uh, you know, what do you do to help them? You know, just step up on game night. I mean, are are you a reader? Are you are you somebody who watches videos of great well, coaches? You know, or grow, you know, and you ask about upbringing right when we started, but some of my best, uh, I, they're not really, they're, you know, they're my parents age or older, but coaches that, that I grew up playing against, you know, in the high school level and or watching, uh, you know, we conference all winter long when our season's over, we go to, go to conferences and, and, uh, different things where we try to better ourselves as coaches and learn more X's and O's. But I found myself, you know, those are some of my best friends now are guys that, that have retired and I grew up watching coach and that's where I learned some, most of my, you know, methods for motivating kids and, and, you know, not necessarily knowing what to say, but, but for developing those skills for how to get mm -hmm. teams ready to play. What you got out of conferences. I mean, you said X's and O's. I mean, are you getting creative plays out of conferences or are you getting more of the, <clears throat> the sort of motivational side of it or it, it's, it's everything, you okay. know, that it comes down to, you know, there's, there's different breakouts on strength conditioning, uh, strategies, you know, uh, mm. offensive special teams, defense and every, everything that goes into that, you know? So, so when we go to those, there's a little bit of everything, the psychological of it, um, uh, you know, and, and managing the, the all around athlete kind of, you know, I've been to, to sit in meetings that talk about, you know, how to handle the kid that's involved in every, every program at your high school, you uh, know, okay. how to best manage their time or, you know, giving, giving pro other programs, you know, the credit that they deserve to, and, and working with the kid. Well, that's a great lead into what I want to talk about is, is, you know, I wanted to bring a coach on, on air because I was thinking, you know, we, we share a lot of common ground. You know, we have, you know, we, we coach as choir directors. We help to inspire and motivate. You know, we are team builders. We try to foster school spirit and those kind of things. Um, but, you know, in addition to that, 
you know, you, like you're talking about, you know, we have sometimes really talented students that are sports oriented and <coughs> potentially creative people as well. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, is there room for music and sports? Oh, most certainly. You know, since Sarah and I have been been at Lafayette County and working there, you know, the kids that the kids that are in her programs and, and, you know, say her show choir class and my, my football team, you know, the, the leader, the, the most talented kids I've, I have ever coached have been in her classes, you know? Wow. Really? And, uh, oh yeah. You know, almost How so? How in, so? you know, that they, they participate, you know, big time in it and, and, you know, are just leaders in her classroom as well, you know, as well on the field for me, you know, and, it's no secret like in our community that, that those kids are, are leaders of their communities as kids and go on to college and be very successful. Okay. So you, you, you deal with a limited population, right? You, you know, you, you were saying that if you're, if, if a class hits 100 people, that's like crazy big uh, yeah. where you're from now. Now, you know, I am from Pennsylvania graduating class of 915 students. Uh, I would say that, uh, where I taught uh, for a decade in New Jersey. Uh, by the time those kids got to high school, they'd be maybe a class of 750, 800. You know, so right. we're talking big schools here. Um, I know a lot of kids who are you know, attending large schools may find it really daunting to try to do uh, you know, something like football and, and choir or, or band or even even you know volleyball i mean i had i had conflicts with the volleyball team all the time or the track <laughs> team all the time right um wh- what do the what do the sports people tend to say about conflicts with with other things i mean is well do they want to work it out or do they want to just bulldoze over it or, or what's the general the, consensus the, 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 well the sports people in our our school is that what you're asking me yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, from in yeah. your knowledge, or even if what you hear at conferences about how to work work these things yeah. out, you know, and I, as far as in our school, I feel like it's excellent. You know, I, I, uh, you know, and Sarah and I visited about this just briefly before we spoke, and that's something that that we feel like, you know, being the head coach, and you know, I have a staff that has seven other guys on it with football, and mm-hmm. and of course they they know Sarah and I are married, and and they know that I'm supportive of of the, uh, the concerts and, and all the work that goes into that. Sure. And honestly, I think that helps uh, foster a, an attitude with my assistants that, that they too will be supportive because they know that, that I'm going to, you know, be, be right behind that and, and encourage it. Um, it's something that say it, the, the situation was, was different and it you know, Sarah wasn't, uh, my wife or the, you know, if I acted in a different way, the staff would emulate how I was acting. You know, if we were negative towards, towards it or discouraged kids from trying to do both, you know? So since we're, since we're fostering a, uh, an attitude of you should try to do that, or you should try to be very multiple in your approach to, to your academics and, and your activities, you know, I think it, it just becomes contagious with all the sport teams, Mm -hmm. you know, where I'm, I'm very close with our, our head basketball coach, and, and both our boys and girls programs uh, and, and our like our head girls basketball coach. He's also my offensive line coach, uh, you know, so 
that helps from on the girl side of it also because he's he started out working under me and 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 has kind of started to adopt some similar uh, attitudes towards the extracurriculars. So it all just kind of takes care of itself at our school. We feel like. Sure. So okay. So besides marrying the the uh, head coach of the football team, um, right? What recommendations? I mean, would you have to uh, a, you know a choir director, a music director uh, that wants to foster a good relationship with the athletic department? Well, you know, as like as far as with me, you know, we've had a lot of different band directors since mm-hmm. I've been here in sixteen years. I would say. We've had six or so, you know, I'm just guessing off the top of my head. But the, the, the thing that I think is most important is just both both groups not being afraid to communicate with one another. You know, go go meet each other in person and and, and visit. And, you know, a lot of times I think uh, both groups form their own opinions of the other before they even meet one another. I and, could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And what their goals are, what their goals are going to be for their program. Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, since we have, when we have had other band teachers move in, you know, most of them, you know, now again, I keep falling back to, to Sarah with this. She does a good job of getting me introduced to them because she typically knows them or was involved in that interview process. Sure. But, uh, you know, for, for other teachers, I would, I would just say, you know, you need to reach out to them. Uh, you're going to figure out pretty quickly if your football coach is a jerk or not, you know, if you, if you reach out to him and, and tell him what you're hopeful, you know, if you're hopeful to, to try to snag some of his players to be, be in one of your sections, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to learn a lot about him just by reaching out to him and, and seeing if they're going to be receptive to that. Sure. Now, would, would you, what kind of and value? I know, I know plenty of guys that are that way. Uh-huh, I you can know, imagine. They're, they're jerks, you know, but. Well, what, what kind of value proposition should I come with as a, as a choir director to a, to an athletic person? I mean, is there, I, I I'm really a, a big sort of value first kind of person. So if I'm going to come to you as the head coach of the football team and introduce myself, I mean, I'm not going to want to come off off the bat and say, Hey, I want your whole, you know, I want your whole defensive line as bases in my choir, <laughs> you know, like, uh, there's got to be something like, hey, is there a way I can help you in some way? Is there a way my students could help you guys in some way? Like, what what opportunities exist for uh, cooperation between music and athletics? Uh, yeah, uh, as far as opportunities for the groups to interwork, you know, I, Sarah's groups are always always there for our pep rallies and and assemblies, and and lead us with national anthem. Mm-hmm school you know they don't necessarily do school fight song per se the bands of course do that and stuff sure. but you know they're there for for different things you know her her choirs have led uh, anthems but um you know just approaching that coach and and asking them if they know of of talented kids that that and coaches will know if if they are the type of player or or athlete that, that appreciates arts you know just from being around them sure you know if there's somebody that, that wants to you know, somebody that want they feel like wants to be multiple and could help out their program. So there, there's really is there there's no harm in cross pollinating then, right? I mean, there's no harm in in that. Like, so if I come to you and say, "Hey, you know, if, if you have any kids that you know are r- real well rounded or want to be well rounded or you know they're real bright academically, 
uh, might be interested in doing something in the arts, if you would send them my way, that'd be really amazing. And in return, if you ever need a student to sing the national anthem, you ever need the choir to sing, um, because I know sometimes the coaches get the burden of trying to find those people sometimes, because I, I know from my own experience that, you know, the basketball coaches all the time were trying to find people to sing the national anthem. Um, right. You know, I'm happy to help you with that. Uh, you know, is, is is that reasonable? I think it's very reasonable to, to say, you know, and, and uh, like I said, I think the coaches, <clears throat> although they're not scouting out people for your program, you know, you can, you can just pick up on kids, how they act in the locker room and, and how, you know, just how their personalities are, uh, you know, if they would be somebody that could contribute if they're, you know, kind of a free spirit and out there and going to, sure. you know, going to open up, you know, you could recommend them to, to help out your program. Yeah, I, mean, I think we just don't want to be annoying. You know, I think there's always kind of a stigma that, you know, and I'm, and I'm going to say it. I mean, music is and, I, and I, I hate the term being used in this way, but, you know, music is like gay or it's <coughs> not cool or or whatever. And I and I hate the term gay being used as not cool because obviously that's totally not PC at all. But but, you know, I do notice that there are, you know, kind of boneheaded students in athletic departments that are not super sensitive to, you know, some of those kids that may have, you know, make, uh, you know, decisions to be in the arts that, you know, aren't the most popular kids in the school and, and that kind of thing. Um, I mean, how, how do we, how do we sort of combat that stigma, you know, in the eyes of a athletic uh, director? Well, you know, I, the, I think that's, you know, there is that stigma towards that and there's stigmas towards, towards our athletic programs as well. There's like know, this meathead thing probably too. Being, being, the, being the jocks or the, you know, or the, yeah. the, the coach that's unapproachable by the choir director, you sure. know, they don't, you know, as, if, as far as when approaching an athletic director or a coach in regards to how you can best help, help your program, I feel like, you know, the the best way to set that that first foot forward in that is uh, is just approaching them. You know, we we said something earlier there. You know, email is something. It just it seemingly just doesn't do the trick in that regard. Uh, at a big high school, um, you know, there's so many different uh, levels and layers to, to everything. But but at the end of the day, that there's someone that's in head the head of the choral department. There's also someone that's the head of the football program. You know and and those two need to get together at some point uh, and communicate. You know, uh, we're all professionals. We're working with high school kids, uh, you know, kids. So uh, I don't think as adults we should we should be timid in the fact of, you know, how we can the things that if we know in our our heart and minds, it's it's what's best for our program. We need to try to reach out to those others and, and see if see if it can be a positive influence to to help move our programs forward. I agree. You know, and I we're probably just as intimidated. Um, you know, uh, you know, or I should say, athletic coaches are probably just as intimidated to come to the choir room as we would be to go to the to the gym. Yeah, um, you know, you, you mentioned you know if if you're the the basketball coach and and your athletic director tells you, you know, you need to find somebody to sing the anthem. Well their first thoughts probably not going to be, you know, they're going to be confused and or frustrated by that. Now, I don't know if that's how it goes down everywhere, but, 
but I'm sure there's situations that that coaches can get put into where you know some of that that stigma or uncomfortable uh, thought process goes both ways sometimes. Yeah. So I mean, just by you as a, a music director going to the athletic department and saying, "Hey, guys, I'm here to help in any way I can." you're probably going to relieve a lot of those people. I mean, you're going to leave, relieve a lot of those coaches that may need you in the future, but are, are thinking, Oh, I really don't want to have to go down there <laughs> to the music department and find somebody to sing the anthem or, or, you know, teach the kids the fight song or, or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's, you're probably going to be doing them a favor as a, as a music director by going to athletic department and just sort of opening that door, being the proactive one and, and opening that door. Oh, big time. And, you know, and then, and then like we already spoke about, if, if you're going to, I think it will ease up that conversation or, or make it a lot easier. Uh, if you know of some kids in the hallways that, that are active in athletics, that, that could possibly be a part of your group, uh, or one of your groups, Mm -hmm. you know, it could, it could make conversation a lot easier, you know, working with your colleagues and, and getting those kids to be more multiple in what they do in the hallway. So I want to go back for a second to that sort of the stigma surrounding the the students um, that are not athletic. Um, is you know is is there is there any availability in the in the athletic departments for you know let's say if I want to be a, a music director who wants to enc- uh, encourage students to be more athletic, is there a particular sport or is there I mean, is there, is there a way that I could go about, you know, coming to the athletic department saying, you know what, I got a few students I think need to be a little more well-rounded. They're great musicians, but they're not great, you know, students. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I, athletes. I don't want to bog your program down with people that might not help you uh, win. <laughs> but right. how can I, how can I get kids that desperately need some additional involvement in school? Um, extracurriculars and stuff uh how how can i get them involved in 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 what you guys do in in the athletic department yeah you know and i think that that conversation is always going to be very tough to have or you know more unlikely a lot of times it's going to be you know through conversation with your students as a as a director if that student you know were to give you kind of a little lead in that that maybe they would kind of be interested in doing that you know i i think you get to know your students real well and and maybe you get some type of insight and you're like well i had no no idea you were interested in in playing a sport or whatever but until you get that i don't know if you're going to convince a kid to go out there until they've given a little bit of a sign that, that it's something that interests them you know cuz sure. it is pretty dema- it's pretty demanding you know, to, for them to want to do it. If, if you feel like they, they don't have that ability, mm-hmm. I, there's gotta be a little bit of want to from the student first. I mean, especially by high school, I guess you're, you're expecting a certain level of ability. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we've had a couple of kids and, and we've got one or two, uh, you know, this year with us that, you know, they would say that I'm, I'm track coach also. Uh, they ran for me in track and I know they're, this particular young man is in our band uh, and works real hard at it. And, and he's a pretty good little runner. And I said to him one day, Hey, you ought to think about joining the football team. Didn't bat an eye. He said, I'm going to do it. 
You know, oh, now great. We, he's still on the team, and, and we've all come to know that it might not have been the best decision for him. Wasn't a terrible decision. He's learning a lot about it. Probably won't do it next year. You know, he's already told me that, but he's also not going to quit, you know, in, in midseason. But, you know, there, there's a, a way to approach kids to, to try to get them. But, you know, as far as, you know, the, the, the choir director is probably not going to be able to just go to the coach and say, how do I get them out for your team? I just don't know if that's real realistic sure. to what's going to happen. But I think the other way around is much more realistic to happen just because those, you know, those, I don't know, those kids are going to be more um, outspoken to the fact of maybe they will tr- give it a shot. Well, yeah. are, are there particular roles in the athletic department that students in choir could fill that are maybe non-athlete roles? Uh, are you talking about things such as like trainers and, and yeah, I mean student, something student managers? Yeah, managers, administrative kind of things, ways that you know that you guys could use some help in your oh. in, in your program that that maybe if they want to establish. Uh, a good rapport with the um, the athletes, uh, and you know, maybe you know from a you know I don't know just to broaden their social horizons a little bit. Yes, you know we we had a young man this last season. Uh, he's actually moved on to Harvard, a super uh, intellectual young man, and uh, was was big with our uh, the the all the arts. You know, very theatrical, and and he joined Sarah's choirs his senior year. But um, you know, he did video clips for us after every football game. He would pool all of our video clips and do a voice overlay to all of it to to do like a recap of every football game. Oh wow! And and that was something that was kind of brought to him by a university down the road through their uh, uh, sports. Oh, I, their journalism department is okay. what kind of spurred that. But so he did like a highlight reel for you guys. He did. He did. Oh, that's and, really great. And it, it was it was put online, you know, and. And kids really ate that up watching it, you know. But but for him to, he didn't know a single thing about football when he started doing that. So we we kind of taught him everything he knew, and uh, you know it's just pretty cool. So when you you come to a coach and you say, "Hey, I want to do your highlights reel," um, I don't know much about football, but uh, I'm really good with a camera, and I can I'm really good at editing, and I think maybe won't be motivational for your kids. I mean, that's a great value proposition to to come to a coach with. I think. Yeah, you know, and it was something that that the university kind of kind of brought to to our school, and we looked, you know, we asked for somebody, and and next thing you know, he jumped on it, and you know, he was a very intelligent young man that that did it with ease. But as far as the sport goes, he was very intimidated by that because he doesn't know one thing about football, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so that's something that he broke down some some walls for himself to actually you know, learn something about the game and, and, and he started to appreciate it a little bit more than, than when he started because, because he did not appreciate it at all when he started. So that was kind of cool to watch. Well, so, I mean, in summation, we're talking about the fact that there is room for, you know, people in the arts in this room for people in sports. They can be, they can be, they can overlap. Uh, they can find ways to help each other. Um, what would be a uh, a way 
to attract sports uh, players into a music program or a choir program? Um, but you know, besides like the soprano section or something, <laughs> right? Well, you know, uh, be quite honest with you, I, I think a lot of our our young men on the football team, you know, like the social interaction of it. Um, you know, they like being around the girls. Uh, be honest. Um, it's no, I mean, I, I listen. I I tell you, I joined choir because my girlfriend was in choir. Uh, this was ninth grade, and I mean, I'm I'm, I'm a victim of it myself. You know, there's right. You know, many there's many no women have. Uh, way to say it, but I think that that motivates a lot of our young yeah. men to be <laughs> in there. So you know that um, the, the you know they've. Uh, I'm trying to think. Was it Cleopatra? Was it the face that uh sunk a thousand ships or something? <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 not even sure if that's even right. Maybe it's Joan of Arc. I don't even I don't even know. Um, I'm clearly not a history teacher, but but no, it's it's true. I mean, you have to you can't you can't deny that there is something to be said about the additional social interaction that you have with with broadening your your horizons uh, into the music program. Boys, uh, in many cases, uh, are especially in the athletic world are motivated by you know their their potential for uh, additional social interaction with people that they might be interested in in the dating pool <laughs> so sure, sure. so i mean we can't deny it it's there it is there so so That's right you know and and as far as is not you know there ends up being multiple different uh, social groups within each class i think you know, not just, you know, athletes and, you know, there's a wide variety of kids in each group that, that blend together to form a good, a, a great group in the end. Sure. Sure. So. Well, if there was like a one shot deal where it was like a non-committal kind of thing, like if I wanted to get some football players or some baseball players or whomever into choir or and to do something with the choir for like, you know, a couple of weeks. Like, what would I have to do? I, I think you'd have to find a way to get them into your, your classroom first, mm-hmm. uh, possibly for, um, you know, something to, to, I don't know, lack of better ways, bait them in, bait them into your room and, and, and give them some type of show or presentation that, that let them know that, this this could be a spot for me. I could enjoy this, you know. And and if there if you already had a couple of their team, one or two of their teammates in there, possibly, because I, I think in almost every situation you're going to have one or two. You know, if you're looking to add to that, um, what better way to recruit them than through their friends? Right. So, so that warm introduction. Yes, you know something that that when if they're in your room for fifteen fifteen minutes, half an hour. That when they leave, they think, "Man, that was cool," you know. And then next time your your class signups come up for the next semester or whatever, I think you've got a lot better chance of getting them. Yeah, yeah. You know, Choir Nation. I've 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 always had students who were who were cheerleaders. You know, who worked who worked hand in hand with the athletic department. And if you just say something along the lines of, "Hey, you have any friends on the football team, <clears throat> soccer team, baseball team, whatever." That might be interested in in uh, come and check to check out choir. Like, 
you know, would you mind bringing them one day? That actually works, you know, because, because, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's part of it is, yeah, the cheerleader is going to ask me to come, to, to come to class with her one day. Of course I'll go, you know, but there's also that sort of that warm introduction. You're asking somebody, you know, to, to help with, um, supplying somebody that they already know pretty well. Um, the, the student who's already in your class, the cheerleader, you know, can endorse your work, right. And say, Hey, you know, you know, Mr. Guth's pretty cool. Right. And, uh, you should come check out class. So that has, that has worked for me. Um, just trying to find a warm introduction to somebody in the athletic department. I mean, it's different in public and private school. I've noticed too, like in private school, you tend to have more overlap between, uh, athletics and, and arts, right. uh, because they seem to put a more stringent requirement on just being well-rounded. Right. Whereas, um, uh, you know, public school is a little bit different, but Hey, I think, you know what? The sky's the limit. If you just, I think, reach out, uh, you know, to the athletic people in your school, you know, go on your free period, introduce yourself, say, you know what, I'm, I'm here to help in any way that I can. I mean, is, Steve, would you agree? I mean, that's, that's probably the, just, if I'm going to give a call to action to acquire nation, I mean, is, is that sort of the, the bare minimum that we could do? Yes. Yes. Just reach out to them. And, and like I said, you're going to, you're going to get a quick uh, feeling for, for what your reply back is going to be, especially from your peers, uh, if they're going to be supportive of you or, or not. Sure. Right. I mean, if it's, if it's negative, okay, so be it. You know, you have other coaches too. I mean, you have, you have other sports, you have other coaches, you got track, you got soccer, baseball, lacrosse, field hockey. I mean, you have all these different coaches and sometimes they're academic, academic teachers, you know, maybe they're the social studies teacher too, or the English teacher too. And they might appreciate what you do as a music teacher. So, I mean, don't just stop at, you know, the first no that you might hear. You know, you want to go to to other people that might, um, you know, you don't want to go to just stop. Just don't stop at the football coach, right? You could go to right. other people too. Um, yeah. Great. Steve, this is this is wonderful. I, I really appreciated having you on the show. And, well, I, uh, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I think this is such a cool episode to have. I don't know what choir podcast would have a football coach on their show, but you know, we try to be unique over here and uh, Steve, we really appreciate your time. And uh, I want to say thank you to you. Also thank you to sightreadingfactory.com and mymusicfolders.com promo code ninja, of course. And uh, of course to your, your lovely wife, Sarah for uh, making the introduction. So thanks Steve. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. You have any parting words of wisdom? I, you know, just get out there and, and, and communicate with, with your fellow faculty. I think there's, you know, football coaches of most part have gotten kind of a bad rap on, on, uh, you know, their willingness to cooperate, but you know, there's some meatheads out there, but, but I think there's a lot of good guys out there in the field that they will gladly try to share their, their guys with you, uh, for, for the programs to so be more well-rounded. Yeah. You know what, choir nation, I'm going to add to, you know, to this, try to establish some common ground. You know, if you're going to go to them and you're going to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm the choir director. Um, I know we have a lot of things that we do that are very similar. You know, we are coaches. We help to inspire, uh, our students. We are, you know, choir directors are year round team builders. 
Um, we believe in the school. We believe in school spirit. We believe in helping um, our colleagues out. You know, so if you go with that that common ground kind of material first, I think that'll really create a nice warm introduction. But if nothing else, introduce yourself to your athletic department and uh, see if you can find ways to help each other out. So, I mean, that's my two cents. Steve, I appreciate your two cents. And uh, Choir Nation, you know, thank you for uh, being a part of today's episode. And uh, we hope to catch you. Um, we hope to actually, you know what? Today, I have to say, today is the day that we launched the Choirs Are Horrible game. Now, Steve, have you ever played uh, Cards Against Humanity? I have not. You haven't. Have you played no. Apples to Apples? I have not. Oh, Steve, what is going on here? <laughs> I, okay, I, so Steve, we have this. Are you familiar with the game Cards Against Humanity? No. Oh my, Steve, you really are rural, aren't you? Okay. I am very. Yes. Man, what is going on? Okay, so we have this amazing card game uh, that we that we put out. That's like inside jokes for choir nerds, and it's really funny. It's called Choirs Are Horrible. Um, and it's, it's, it, you know, it's, it can get a little PG 13, but, uh, we got this game that's <clears throat> literally been released today and, um, it is going on sale for 72 hours and it will be, uh, it'll be done soon. We're going to ship before Christmas so everybody can get their card game. And, uh, if you want, you want to get into that, if you want to tell Sarah all about it, Steve, um, She's going to need to go to choir.ninja forward slash store. That's our, that's our online store. There you can pick up the Choirs Are Horrible card game. It's just like Cards Against Humanity, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's in the choir niche. It's kind of funny. So uh, I will pass that along. Well, thank you, Steve. Thank <laughs> you. So I, I think that's about it for today's episode. So I really uh, appreciate you being on. And uh, Choir Nation, I thank you for listening. Choir Ninja. Bang, bang.